This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. If you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, you're with Alana at Willie Fee. And my program is called Body Matters. I really hope you all had a fantastic week. And today I've got a very special guest with me. And her name is Rashan Naftali. And she is the founder of Kingdom Heart Networking. And we're going to be chatting over the next four weeks how to overcome in a disorderly world. Now, Rashan has written a book on this topic, and so we're going to be discussing 12 keys of how to overcome. And so today we're basically going to do the first section, and that's and we're going to cover three of those keys. But before I continue, I just want to quickly say, hello, Rashan. Nice to have you again. How are you? Hello, Alona. Thank you. And I also just want to say happy birthday to those of you who don't know. It's Rashawn's birthday today. And um, yeah, thank you for spending your birthday with us today. It's so nice to have you. So Rashawn, I know you've been on the program before and we've, you've chatted, but that was quite a long time ago. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, what inspired you to write your book and also how to overcome in life. You've got, I know you've got a testimony and, um, you, you know, and you want to share the challenges and also how you've overcome those challenges. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm a widow. Um, I became a widow at the young age of 32. So that is 26 years sure, ago. A long time. And uh, my life changed after that. Um, I've got two children. they adults, and I've got three grandchildren. Um, okay, so all of our lives, all three of us, our lives changed after mm. uh, the passing of my husband for the better. And there's no turning back. Um, so for the last, you could say, 26 years, the Holy Spirit has trained me one-on-one, -on -one, and I've spent hours and hours, days and days, years and years in his presence mm. to get to the place where I am today. And um, so as I was busy writing this first book of mine, um, I wrote that book over a period of about 16 years. Sure. And I wondered why I was going through such a tremendous, um, very difficult mm. uh, challenges. And it was because the Lord said, it's not just about me. It's about teaching and sharing my testimonies with others. And that is how I've come where I am today. Um, so, yeah, for the last, you could say, 14, 15 years, I've been full-time in ministry, Kingdom Heart um, Networking, because it's a heart ministry. It has to do yes. with character and um, I think I've been his, uh, maybe his best student, first in the queue, first in the queue. And that's what mm. Rishon also means, f is first. Sure. So um, a lot of the things that I've, I've gone through, uh, God said to me, go and share it. Um, and then so that other people can go and share it further. 
I think what's so beautiful about that is, you know, sometimes we go through difficult times. Like you said, you've gone through many challenges and difficult times. And when you're in it, it's sometimes so hard. But when you overcome, that becomes the greatest testimony. And I sometimes think the more you've gone through and when you come out on the other side, you know, God can use you more effectively to bring people up because you need to understand how people think when they're in that situation, how they feel. And um, I think that is great. And I think, and obviously that's what inspired you to write your book. Yeah, the the book is called I Believe in You, mm. but not, it, it's God saying, I believe in you. I believe in your ability yes. to overcome all trials and tribulations. Mm. And how do you do it? You conform to the character of my son. Sure, that's powerful. Rishan, I'm going to chat a little bit. Let's just have a look. We said that we're going to start um, the series and we are going to chat about the different keys that you have. We're going to discuss it. And the first key that we are going to chat about is um, to be passionate, be passionate for intimacy with Heavenly Father. Tell us a little bit about this particular key and how that key, you know, how you came about with, with you know, displaying this key in, in one of your books. Yeah. Um, all right. So over the years, my personal experiences coincides with each of these keys. So... What I'm going to share with you over a period of four weeks is not only based on word, scripture, mm. but also on personal experience. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I'll, I'm going to start off by saying that life is tough, bottom line, and we can't escape it. We have to go through it. Mm. And we need tools to help us do this. So I'm going to share my life stories with you and these particular tools or another word for it would be kingdom heart keys. So they are heart keys. Mm. All right. So how um, I started, can I go ahead? Yes, and of course. Yeah, <coughs> share that with us. Right. So in 2002, how it happened was and how God revealed these 12 heart keys to me was he took me to a physical mountain. It was a secluded mountain where very few feet tread. It's like in a nature reserve, okay. private nature reserve. And whilst I was walking up this physical mountain, he stopped me 12 times during the climb. And he revealed 12. Well, at that stage, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just being poetic. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then eventually God said to me, this is what the heart of my bride should look like. Sure. Um, so in our life, we are so often faced with challenges that look like mountains to us. Mm-hmm. But we have the choice. We can either run away from it or face it. And climb over it. And, you know, as I was preparing for this session, um, the Holy Spirit reminded me of a gentleman who gave me a gift shortly, uh, a long time ago, shall I say. 
and it was a framed picture with the following words on. It read, Don't pray for the mountains to become smaller. Pray for the climbing to become easier. Wow. Little did I know that that would be the core of my whole ministry. Sure. So in during the ministry sessions, I would help you go up a, a mountain spiritually and um, because this is what I did physically. So um, there is always a way through our challenges, and I'd really like mm. to encourage the listeners. There's always a way. We don't always know up front how, mm. but uh, there's always a way out, or shall I say through, yes. not out, through, yeah, through. <laughs> although we don't think so. Okay, so it's about the word overcomer. Mm. And if you read in the word of Revelations, we often hear, or at least we read, we read, those who overcome, those who overcome, those who overcome, they will be like a strong pillar. They will walk in authority mm. and power. They will sit beside God's throne. Sure. I love that. That's challenging to think those who overcome. What I've noticed in life is there are really not many people who have the ability to endure. Mm. That's why we sit in this disorderly world, because people are looking for quick fixes. Take a drug here, take a drink there, um, you know, make uh, wrong make decisions. Away. Make, make a way, easy way. There we go. Yes. Um, we won't elaborate on that. But um, God says, you know what? Um, you have a choice. Mm. And I want to say to you that this is how I see it. There are four categories of people in life. You get unbelievers. Secondly, you get those that, that are saved, mm -hmm. salvation. Yes. But they're not necessarily transformed. That's true. And then thirdly, you get those believers who are mature. They've grown. They've learned lessons. They are transformed and mm. they've got new habits, good ones. But then you get the last group, which is the fourth group. Those are the ones who are sold out. Mm. And they are far and in between. Mm. So my heart and God's heart through me is to urge believers to cleave unto him with a resolute heart mm. and to come and stand up in victory and to overcome. Mm. You can overcome anything in your life. Yes, you will cry. I mean, I'm first in the queue. You'll see the tears. But you know mm. what? I'll, I'll wipe off the tears. I'll wipe off the blood off from my knees and I'll get up and I'll go because I want to follow my master. All right, so the first key that the Lord gave me, and you might think, oh, this is such a cliche, but God said to me, this is the most important key of all keys. This is the biggest tool in your life that you can have. And that is to be passionate for intimacy with the Heavenly Father. Mm. If you don't have intimacy with Him, you will go astray. 
Now, sometimes, or shall I rather say, intimacy. Let me first just explain what intimacy is, because a lot of people have a wrong picture, or they don't know what intimacy means. Intimacy is about understanding one another. It's about feeling with your heart, about closeness and trust. So that is what we must be passionate for mm. with the Father. I'm going to share my story in terms of intimacy and how I got to that place of a deep, intimate relationship with the Father. Now, sometimes God allows your heart to be broken in order to get to your heart. Now, in my case, it was the death of my husband. He died of a cardiac arrest. And um, I was 32 years old. And it was actually on my birthday. Sure. That he passed on. And a lot of people would think, oh, my goodness, that is terrible, you know, mm. having your husband die on your birthday. But I want to say to you, when I sat down with the Lord, I actually looked at it totally different. It was the biggest, greatest birthday gift that the Lord could have given me. And you know why? Mm -hmm. I think I think you need to share that because people might see it from a very different perspective and say, oh, how could you say that? Okay, so share with us what did God lay on your heart? Why, why did you see it that way? I prayed for my husband for a period of about 13 years. He was reborn, mm -hmm. but lukewarm. And that in itself has frustrations. So a few years after my husband had passed on, a prophet passed my way. And she looked at me and she said to me, God shows me you are a widow. Sure. And she said, I've got a message for you from God. And he says, um, your husband is sitting on the right-hand side of God. Sure. Now, if that is not a gift mm. of answered prayer, then mm. I don't know. Mm. And not just that. Sometimes something has to die for something new to arise. Mm. I came to my, I started life on a new platform once I was alone with him, mm. with the Father. So sometimes we are in relationships where we are suppressed, we're still uh, immature. Mm which I was. So, but before I came alive, I first had to seek God with my whole heart mm. and soul. And the word says, Jeremiah 29, seek me, inquire for me, and require me as a vital necessity, and I will make myself known to you. Wow. So what happened was, after he passed away, um, I initially went to people for comfort. And what I found with people was not the same as what I found with God. Mm. People can comfort, listen, 
help physically make you a cup of tea yes. or break something. It's temporary. But when you go home to be by yourself, you still feel that pain. Mm. So God, on the other hand, he takes you deeper into your own heart where he lives inside of you. And only when you look for him does he make himself or does he reveal himself to you. And then in the process, you also find yourself who you are, your mm. character, mm. your calling and that type of thing. So I'll tell you what I did in terms of intimacy. It's basically seven things that I'm just going to yes. share. At, at night, remember I was a mom mm. with two children, so I had a busy day, yes. busy life. I was the garden boy, the, the taxi man, the teacher, mm. the cook, um, you the know, cleaner, everything. everything. Yeah. It, was, it was hectic. Busy. But at night, I would go into what I call my private corner of intimacy. And in that place, number two, I would call from out my gut. Sure. That scripture that says deep calls unto deep, mm. that was me, Isaiah 42. I would lay down flat on the carpet. I would call him. Mm. You know, the sound that yes. comes from here, you know. Yeah. Lord, help me. That sound. Yeah. And you know what? God loves it. Because he says that, that woman or that man means business with me. So do you mean business with God? Or do you just call for help superficially? Mm. God doesn't look at tears. He looks at the heart. Yes. He knows who's serious. And then the third thing that I did was I asked God to remove blockages. In other words, I was, you know... If you want to hear his voice, sometimes you battle. So I had to, how do I, how did I remove blockages? I had to surrender. Mm. I literally said, God, remove everything in me that is not of you mm. so that I can hear you in my spirit mm. and my soul and my body. Mm. Out of that desperation, that place of desperation that you were calling out to God to seek him first. That's right. And then fourthly, I had to get tuned in. I had to learn how to talk to God and hear his, him talk back to me. And you know how I did it? I wrote letters, love letters to him. Sure. And I want to use the following as an example. Mm. People think, but you know what, I'm not tuned in. Well, I can just maybe share how you can get tuned mm. in. I can use a radio station as an example. As a listener, you know there is someone on the other side. Why? Because you hear the person talking, the radio broadcaster. Mm. You can hear the person talking. So you know there's another person, mm. although you can't see him or her. But before you can hear what's going on on the, on the channel, you first have to search for the channel. You know, you have to, you sometimes have to tune it, in. that's it. 
you know, it takes a while to actually zoom in. You have to turn that knob on the radio until eventually you hear it clearer. It's the same with God. It, it takes practice to find him and to zoom in. You have to exercise hearing his mm. voice. But you first have to surrender. Now, I'm not going to elaborate on that. One mm. can give a whole teaching about that. And then the fifth thing that I did was, and there's seven of them in total, I asked God questions. How do you get answers? You ask mm. questions. So in my letter writing, I would ask him. And I think that's something, sorry, just to add to what you're saying, I think that's something that so many people don't do. They're just scared to ask. And I mean, I would also sit down sometimes and say, oh God, what's going on there? Or, or why is this happening? We don't ask enough. That's what I feel. But that's such a great point to ask. I'm coming back to if you don't ask, you won't get answers. That's true. So what did mm. I ask God? Where did I start? I said, God, I'm hurting. How do you feel about me? What do you want to say to me? Mm. And then I would wait. I would wait. And that's the biggest problem that people have. They don't wait on God. So I would wait. Mm. I would wait. And I would write down what comes the thought that comes in my mind. I wouldn't reason about it. I'd just write mm, it down. Mm. Don't reason it. And then later you come back and you think, what? You know? And I mean, at that stage, God said to me, you are a queen. And I thought, what? Oh, my mm. goodness. I can't share that with anyone. They'll think I'm being pompous or something. Yes. yes. So it was just between me and him. Mm. And as the years went by, I would keep on doing this. And the intimacy levels just increased. And then the sixth point is I had to set a daily routine and stick to it. Mm. This private corner of intimacy, you must fight for it in today's mm. life because it's a, it's a disorderly life. Mm. You're going to have a lot of um, interruptions. And I want to say to you, be jealous of your time with God. Mm. Tell your friends Sorry, I'm going to put my phone off during that time. And then the last point is seven. I learned to reign from a place mm -hmm. of intimacy. Intimacy with the Lord makes you strong. And you can overcome any problem in life when you know that you know that you are intimate mm -hmm. with the strongest, the biggest, the huge creator of all i think that is so powerful and we're gonna we're gonna take a short break now but before we take the break i think it's so powerful because it's in that time of intimacy with god that he reveals his heart to us and we miss that when we don't like you said you need to sit and you need to listen and wait and sometimes in this world we don't always make the time to wait we ask we get up we rush around but we don't wait and we don't listen so on that note we're going to take a short break and we'll be back shortly thank you this is Body Matters and you are with Alana Willie Fear and I'm chatting to Rashan Naftali from Kingdom Heart Networking 
and we are chatting about how to overcome in a disorderly world. And we are just chatting about the first part of her, one of the keys that we've discussed, and that is being passionate and intimate with Heavenly Father. So we're going to be touching on the second key right now, and that is to commit to conform to the Son's character of wisdom. So Rashad, tell us a little bit about that key and why that key is so important to you. Many people make a decision to do something and then they don't follow it through. And you know why? Because they did not make a fixed commitment. And a commitment means a vow, a mm. promise. Lots of people talk quickly and they don't really mean what they say. And as soon as things become a little uncomfortable, then they just leave it. And if we want to walk in the if we want to walk in the victorious mm. footsteps of, of Christ, we need to look and act like him. Right? And Jesus came in the form of a man. Mm. God put himself in a form of a man, you could say, yes. so that we could see an yeah. example. And identify and identify with him. That is it. So um, besides Jesus. Um, having the character of love and peace and patience and so forth, he had wisdom. And I must say there are very few preachers out there that I've really heard minister about the, the significance of having wisdom mm. because wisdom is the, the beginning, you could say. It's, so, it's an, an ultimate... Um, beginning point, but it will take you into avenues higher than what you've ever expected. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is to have insight into the true nature of things. Mm. Say, for instance, um, your boss comes in, in, in the morning and he's rude. He's, he doesn't greet you and he's grumpy. And you would take it personally. And you think, oh, he doesn't like me. Mm -hmm. But maybe if you have wisdom, you will discern that maybe he has financial problems. Something mm -hmm. is bothering him. Mm -hmm. Maybe his child is sick. You don't know. but mm -hmm. And that in itself strengthens you to know not to take things personal because mm -hmm. you have greater insight mm -hmm. Because the Holy Spirit shows you. So that is wisdom, one of the things. And why do we need wisdom? Because God instructs us. He says, um, conduct yourself, at, at least uh, take your nature from God. Mm -hmm. And he has a, he's a many-sided uh, God of wisdom. So why do you want wisdom, you might ask? And, and what are the benefits if you are wise, you are able to discern, make good, consistent choices. Mm. And as I said, you have insight into the true nature of, of a situation. And you're also respected by people and you have favor. Mm. I can go on forever about that. Mm. Now, I'm going to quickly share my story on this one, I call it changing mourning into joy. 
Now, I want to say to you, in, 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 the, in the next four weeks, this is the last time that I'll be talking about my, mm. my husband's passing away. But this is where it all started, so I have to just yes. use this. All right. Um, I call it changing morning into joy. So um, the choice that I made, you know, by God's help, uh, the best choice that I made was to change my way of looking at my life. Mm. And to let go of the post. That was the best choice. It's like getting a new perspective on life. And I made the choice, sorry, not to mourn too long. Not to mourn too long. Because you get people that say, I will never get over this Mm. if they have a loss. And what happens is they go through life mourning all the time and they cannot move forward in joy. And I want to say to you today, dear listener, it is a choice. Mm. And don't you think that maybe um, in that perspective that that morning can become a crutch? Not to, not to, to move forward. It's, it becomes that that's something that you use an, as an excuse not to move forward. If the morning, there's a good morning Mm -hmm. and then there's a time and a season for everything the Bible says. Um, So I'm just throwing that in. You know what? Um, I actually agree, but this is is the choice that I made and it worked for me. Mm. Okay. I'm not any different than anyone else out there who has experienced hurt, Mm. but I made a couple of choices. And um, let me just see what I wrote down in my own notes here. Um, you know, um, I made the choice. You know, when, when, when my husband died, the psychologist asked me, how long do you think you're going to mourn? And I said to him, well, I don't know. Mm. And after a year and a half, I got up one morning and I said, that's it. Sure. That is it because I looked at life as a journey with different phases Mm. and I made the choice that the next phase would be a better one and I had no idea what would lay ahead of me. I just said, I in faith, in faith, Mm. it's going to be a better, it's going to be a better um, phase and I searched for God. And myself, and I and I was taught by the Holy Spirit for many many years, and that is where I have changed from the inside out, mm. and there's no turning back. So how do I overcome second key? I overcome when I have the Son's character of wisdom. And Rishon, that that is so beautiful. Um, Let's chat about just going on to key number three. And I know just for time-wise, we can't really chat about much. But if we move on to key three, surrender your will to the Father's will. Can you chat a little bit about that and how you've overcome in that area? I think the word surrender is not a word that a lot of people like because it means to lose control of something and to give up something. 
think it's one of the most difficult things that there are for mm. people to do. So the question is, why is it so difficult? You may ask. So what comes in my mind, maybe you've got some more answers there, somebody else out there. <laughs> but what I can say is um, there are three reasons that, that could be possible. One of them is rebellion. Rebellion can be caused by anger. And then you lack trust in people. You're angry with someone. Mm. So that causes that you want to try and protect mm. your own heart. You, you wall this wall around your heart. And then the second thing is pride. Mm. Pride is, a, is actually a defense mechanism. Do you know that? For trying to protect yourself. You, in other words, you want to look stronger than what mm. you really feel. So it's difficult yeah. for you to surrender. You see it as a weakness. And then the last one is fear. You lack trust mm. because you don't know who you're putting your trust in. Mm. And that's, that's the one I thought of. I thought trust is... Connected to surrender when you don't trust that person or that thing that you are surrendering to. So continue. <clears throat> yes, um, that's my story. I was guilty of uh, of fear. Didn't know that, didn't think that. Mm. But God showed me fear was my issue. And maybe there's a listener out there that has a story of someone who they trusted and who disappointed them. And now you don't trust people and not even God. And, and this is what happened to me. So before I continue with that, I just quickly want to say, if you think about a child that's maybe sitting in a tree mm. and a, an adult comes past and he says, come, come, buddy, you can jump. I'll catch you. That child, if the child does not know that person, he most probably will not jump. Why? Because mm. he doesn't trust that person. He doesn't know him. But comes his dad or his mom or his aunt or gran or whoever he trusts, then it's a different story. Mm. And it's the same with us and God. So um, why I feared was I realized that I didn't, you know, I loved God. I, I knew how I felt about him, but I wasn't sure if he would be there for me because people who I was hoping mm. to be there for me had not been there. So subconsciously, mm. I thought the same would happen with mm. God. So to, be, to, 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 to just finish off, at least to just quickly share this story um, lastly about uh, this key, <clears throat> is God asked me, how can you trust me if you don't know me? Mm -hmm. Sure, that's very powerful. How can you trust me if you don't know me? So what was the key? I had to go get to know him. Mm -hmm. And I spent lots and lots and lots of times making an effort in reading about his names because names say something about your mm -hmm. character. I got to know him. I read the Bible. I read books on his character. So to, to share my story about how did I learn to surrender, I call it my perfect storm. 
There was a movie yeah. many years ago about a, a ship, and there were two tornadoes coming from the one side and the other one on the other side, and it was it was going to hit the ship. What happened was when it when it wanted to to avoid try to avoid the tornadoes, it toppled over. Sure. Um, and in, the, in their case, the ship sunk. Now, in my case, I did not sink, but I tried to avoid the tornadoes, and God got hold of me. Um, so what happened was, in, 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 in many years ago, I was part of a group, a part of a, um, a joint venture with... Um, Five different people. They were, one was a clothing designer. The other one was a beautician, interior decorator, hairdresser, etc. And um, I was to be the speaker and the coordinator. And the more I tried to get things going and try to my best to motivate people, the more things just fell flat. Sure. And I asked God why. And he clearly said to me, because you are doing it your way mm. and not mine. Sure. And I panicked and I said, how, Lord, I don't know how else to be mm. the way I am. <clears throat> and he said to me, surrender your own will. And at that stage in my life, the reason why everything fell flat is because I was far too driven was driven, mm. and I didn't realize that I wanted to do things my way. I mm. thought I was in God's will, but God showed me and said, no, no, sure. no. So um, I thought my picture of the word surrender was it's a weakness. Mm. It was a wrong picture. So I remember sitting there, and I, and you're going to laugh about <laughs> this, but I remember saying, <clears throat> Lord, I surrender. <laughs> and the moment I did that, something mm. happened. I fell flat on the carpet. And for two solid weeks, I was groaning from my stomach. Groaning. Every time when I'm on the carpet, I was groaning. I couldn't understand what was going on with me. And God said to me, when last did you have this type of pain? And I said, oh, when I gave birth to my daughter, firstborn. Sure. Mm. And he said, well, that's it. The moment you surrendered, I've started with spiritual birth sure. within you. Mm. And that is the key that a lot of people, they don't realize what they're missing mm. out. Surrender is a strength because you know who you are surrendering to. Mm. Get to know him so that it can be easier for you to surrender. And that just brings me to that scripture as you were talking now. You know, in God says, in your weakness... He is your strength, you know, and when you surrender to him, to his perfect spirit, because in our own flesh, we're not perfect, but God is perfect. 
And when we allow Him to take over what we do, it can only be perfect. Yes. So unless you trust your Creator mm. resolutely, you will not be able to overcome challenges in life. You'll try to do things in your own way, and when the pup falls on the ground, you can't understand it, but it's God who's trying to get your attention. Mm. And sometimes he will stop things to get you to change your mind and mm. your will. So that is the conclusion for the last and third key for now. Um, maybe I can just quickly just read out the, at least say the, the three keys. Just, yes, just, for just the end of just to repeat what we've, what we've discussed. Yeah. So the first, the first tool that you can have in your life is to be passionate for intimacy yes. with the Father. And secondly, is to commit to conform to the son's character of wisdom. And then thirdly, is to surrender your own will unto the will of the fathers. Amen. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back shortly. Hi, this is Alana Olifier with Body Matters, and I've just been chatting to Rishon Naftali from Kingdom Heart Networking, and we've just touched on the three keys of how to overcome in this disorderly world. And um, unfortunately, this is the end of our program, but I really want you to join us again next week where we're going to touch on further keys of the kingdom. And she's going to share from her heart and how she's overcome. So before we end off, I just would like to ask you, Rashawn, if there's any words of encouragement that you would like to give to our listeners today. I'd like to say to you, dear listener, that you do matter. You do matter to the Heavenly Father. And whatever you are going through, there is life after death there is life after divorce and there is life after failure choose to let go and ask god to help you get up and start afresh hear what i'm saying not go on where you last left off it means to start afresh God believes in your ability to overcome all that has been holding you back in captivity. And God said to me a long time ago, He's going to tell my people that I believe in them. I believe in the ability to overcome all trials and tribulations by conforming to the character of my Son. So give all your worries and concerns to Him today and allow Him to help you with each one, one by one. Amen. And on that note, Rishon, would you pray for our listeners today, please? I'm not a singer, but this is what comes up. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. 
It washes me whiter than snow. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what our history looks like, we can come before you. Thank you. And that you, by accepting you as our Savior, you have made us free to come before you and to put our trust in you. Thank you, Father that you are a God of your word and that you are faithful. You are truly faithful to those who seek you with their whole heart and soul. Amen. Thank you, Rishon. Thank you so much for sharing with us today and also for touching on those things that are so personal to you and, and being able to share how you've overcome. And I think people need to hear testimonies and testimonies are so powerful because I think we all can relate to that. So thank you so much. So unfortunately we are at the end of our program and I would love you all to tune in again next week on the second part of How to Overcome in this disorderly world where um, Rishon is going to share more keys with us on how we can overcome and also share her testimony as God revealed to her these keys and how she's overcome. So thank you once again, Rashawn. We really appreciate the fact that you're here. You must enjoy the rest of your birthday today. And you said earlier on it was so significant for you this day that it was 26 years ago that your husband passed on. Yeah, and and um, yeah, and that you got your turnaround 24 years ago. Am I right? Well. 26 years actually from the day sure. that he passed on sure. I, I I was on this journey um, so God's timing is perfect yes. and today I mean I would never have expected to share my testimony on the day that he wow. passed on and my life changed. Yeah and that's very special so thank you so much and yes unfortunately it's the end of the program we'll chat again next Saturday at the same time have a wonderful beautiful blessed week from me Alana Willifee goodbye This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za